Financial Grown-Up Guide, Five Ways to Make Technology More Human, with special guest co-host, Back to Human author, Dan Chabelle. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new Financial Grown-Up Guide. These are short episodes meant to give us all some actionable life tips to be a little bit more grown-up. If you are looking for what we now call classic episodes with money stories and everyday money tips from high achievers, they drop on Mondays and Thursdays. We have a library of over 100 and growing, so do check them out. Let's talk about technology. So many of us are feeling tech overload these days. At first, I had the idea to do a list of tips for unplugging, but you know what? I'm not sure that that is the best thing or even realistic. What we really need to do is just make technology work for us. So I recruited Dan Chabelle. He literally wrote a book about this called Back to Human to get some tips about how we can get our technology to help us be a little more human. Hey, Dan Chabelle. Thanks for co-hosting this special episode with me. So happy to be here with you. This is the thing, Dan. We need to learn to make tech more human in the new year, because we cannot get rid of technology. We're over that whole concept, but yet we have to make it work for us as humans, because of course, you are the author of Back to Human, so you're here to guide us. So thanks for joining me. Happy to be here as your (laughs) co-host. Tell us more about why this topic is so important to you. I mean, you basically wrote, that's a lot of what the book Back to Human is. Yeah, technology has created the illusion of connection when in reality our overuse and misuse of it has created a sense of isolation, loneliness, disengagement, and lower team and organizational commitment. The way the workplace has changed now versus years ago is more people working remote, a third of the global workforce does, yet two-thirds are disengaged. And you can be isolated in a physical space, whether it's a corporate office, you can be isolated in the subway in New York City, where we, we both live, you can be isolated while you're walking down the street because people are looking and spending more time on devices than they are looking at a human being. And so I think this is important because as an introvert, as someone who's built a lot of connections digitally, I realized that it was very isolating and that the best way to use technology is to use it as a bridge to human connection. Let it get you to physical spaces, but be attentive, be respectful, and focus on the human-to-human communication because those relationships are what are going to matter for you for the rest of your life. But also, I love that you're also realistic that we can't completely unplug. It is what it is. It is what it is. I think it's how, when, and where you use it, right? I interviewed 100 top young leaders and they say technology is a double-edged sword. It can be good or bad. I think, you know, texting someone that there's a meeting in five minutes or 10 minutes is appropriate. But if you're in an argument with your coworker, that's not going to be solved through text and it's actually going to make it worse. All right. So Dan, you brought with you five ways that we can make tech more human. Number one, eliminate distractions in your workspace, technology distractions. Yeah. By watching TV, by having your iPad out, by looking at a laptop. If you're always doing that all day, you're going to feel trapped. You're going to feel isolated from those around you. So be smart about what's in front of you and 
make sure that you take breaks because otherwise, if you don't have a tech detox, it's going to be bad for your health and relationships. And I love that you pointed out take breaks because so many workspaces now have screens all around us, whether it's television with programming and content going on or screens that just have corporate messaging. We see screens everywhere, not to mention our own devices, our phone, our iPad, our computer. So you make a great point that we need to walk away a little. Everyone needs a break, especially in today's society. Everyone's always on. Not having your phone is a new vacation. The average work week in America is 47 hours a week, but people bring their devices home with them and on weekends. So we're just overworked. We're burned out. And that's why there's a whole backlash now globally on uh, hours worked. You know, Finland, UK are fighting for four day work week. In France, they have the right to disconnect. In Japan, every citizen gets Monday mornings off. So it's, we're kind of, really? the technology has made us always work. And now all the, con- all these countries are saying, hey, we need to do something about this because it's bad for our, the population's health. And your second tip actually goes to that point because not only are the devices encroaching on our personal time, they're encroaching on our meeting time because you'll be in a meeting and people are sometimes sitting there kind of looking at you, but also on their screens, which is like, why bother even having this meeting? So what's your second tip? Put your devices in the middle of the table when you're in a meeting. People send an average of five texts within a meeting. And so they're not being respectful for the people who are speaking. They're unable to collaborate. I think it's part of the reason why meetings are dysfunctional and they last too long because people are physically there, but not mentally, emotionally there. And so they're unable to contribute, collaborate, And it's not only disrespectful, but what's the point of even being in the meeting in the first place if you're texting and emailing people who aren't even at that meeting? Dan, number three, so apropos because there's so many apps on our phone that are distracting us, but we actually have some apps that can do some good. Yeah. The best way to take stock of how you're spending your time using technology is to use the Moment app or rescuetime.com and they'll help you better understand how you're spending your time on apps and websites. And if you see that you're spending too much time on a certain app or a website, it's an indicator that you might want to reallocate that time to more personal communication. And one way to be a little more personal in your communication, but also use technology, and this is number four, you want to talk to us about video conferencing because you can get a lot more from that. It's not the same as in person, but it's a step in the right direction, right? That's one of the great inventions of the past few decades is video conferencing because most communication is nonverbal and video conferencing allows you to not just hear someone but actually see them and, and how they express their emotions. And as a result, we at least feel like you have a stronger relationship with them and you can better understand the message they're trying to get across. I think my favorite of your five tips is this one, the final one, which has to do with using technology for the things that you can really outsource and, and technology is kind of better at. Let technology remove the work that you don't even want to do, all that routine work, like making sure that you and your coworker or friend are going to the same event or birthday party, conference room at the same time, so that you can be more thoughtful about the time you're spending with them when you're at that event, when you're in the conference room or celebrating someone's birthday party. And so I think that calendars and chatbots and some of these newer technologies can remove the logistical work from what you have to do on a daily basis so you can spend more time doing the face-to-face. 
All good tips. Thank you so much, Dan. And the final tip, of course, is to read your book, Back to Human, because it has so many more incredible ways to optimize the way that you interact with technology. So it's actually supporting your life goals and making your life better and not having all of these negative effects that so many of us are fighting back against. So thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any more upcoming Financial Grown-Up Guides. I am very excited about some of the ones that we have planned. And be in touch on Instagram at BobbyRebel1, on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And of course, you can always email us. We are at hello at financialgrownup.com. So glad you joined us and in investing and in getting a little bit closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.